Well, good morning out there in Radio Land. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible. Today we are praying for your kiddos and all the kiddos to have a great day at school, safe day, a protected day in the name of Jesus, that nothing will come to their harm, that they will be a witness and a light to all those around them. We had an excellent time last night and the Bible study. Um, part two of deliverance and um, my goodness if we keep going the right way you're going it will be part 713 before long because mm-hmm. it's just the more you dive into it the more you realize there is a lot there and um, we've been last night we exposed the kingdom of darkness and talked about how the enemy works and how satan works and demon works and the hierarchy of them and just how much is in the scripture about the hierarchy of demons and um, you know, it's even like we always talk about that one, the verse about Mark, uh, let's see, this would be Luke 11, I think where it's at. And, you know, where he comes back with seven times friends, but we never really focus that he actually go get seven bigger friends. Not that he just comes back with seven friends. He comes back with seven friends. That's bigger, um, because they don't lose easy. Amen. Amen. And so there's so much stuff. If you ever want more information, you can, of course, contact us and we'll get you whatever we know. We're not experts, but we are learning and growing in it and seeing people set free. Um, But also on Wednesday nights, we are doing in-depth teaching and moving slow because we want to make sure we're covering as much as we possibly can. Amen. Amen. Well, Hannah, you got some information for us this morning? Yeah. Well, uh, let's see here. We have a verse of the day. I'll go ahead and read that. Um, so the verse of the day is Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Um, and that is, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I feel like that's a good verse for where we're at right now in the body. Um, we need each other, need to be meeting together Mm -hmm. um, and stirring each other up to good works yeah because when we leave we should be different there should be some kind of challenge on yeah. our hearts to say hey we're gonna do this yeah hallelujah amen um and then also the uh we have some announcements i can go ahead and go through those for us um so again the fairs going on this week um, we had a chance to go one night, but I think they have some different... We went to the rodeo, but I think they have some different things going on each night. Um, so, again, in Litchfield, the fair's going on. Um, and then when, uh, Wednesday night was awesome. September 4th, remember that it is the Rough River Youth Ranch Labor Day cookout um, at Danger Point. And I heard from, I think, Justin. I don't know who was saying it, but someone said that it looked really good out at Danger Point, that they've got it all fixed up and ready for the cookout so um it's always beautiful out there um and that'll be at noon on september 4th labor day um so come out and join us there um for some fellowship and then um the harvest now crusade um it's coming up so close um and so we we want to make sure to keep getting those dates out there to you all. September 10th, 11th, and 12th. And that is a Sunday, if I'm correct. A Sunday, m- Monday, and Tuesday night. Um, and this is going to be a three-day harvest conference. Um, but th- it's really, I mean, to see souls saved, to see saints equipped, activated, revived, um, all of the, all of the above. 
um, and there's already some planning going into it. We're super excited, um, and so get the word out there. Um, if you've listened to Box Two Radio, you've seen us sharing on Facebook. Make sure to spread the word um, and tell some people about this this conference because, like I posted on Facebook, it's a time we're just setting aside a time for people to encounter Jesus and be able to meet with Jesus. Like that's all it is. It's not about a person. It's not about Lance. It's not about um, a certain church. There's, I know there's going to be multiple churches um, coming together to serve and, you know, for a prayer and different things like that. But it's it's for just setting aside a time for us to be able to encounter Jesus and for people to be able to encounter Jesus for the first time, which is an amazing thing. <laughs> I know Greg talks about his, uh, his like, one of his first encounters with Jesus a lot and his encounters with the Lord. And it's just... It is like you will remember that forever. And so just remember to invite some people that need that, that need to encounter Jesus for the first time. Um, and then also we have the camp meeting with Pastor Dwayne Kidd, setting the captives free. That will be September 14th, 15th and 16th. Um, that's a Thursday, Friday and Saturday in September. Um, and it, this looks amazing. Uh, they He's saying that, you know, the sa- kind of the same thing that we just said, faceless, nameless. It's all about meeting, experiencing the power of God, and getting people set free. So that's going to be amazing. That's in Horse Branch, Kentucky at the Burley Barn, I think it's called. And we have more um, info on that on our app if you need some um, the exact directions to that. Um, and then our last announcement is the fall share So our theme is gathering the harvest this year. Um, perfect timing for fall and perfect timing for the harvest crusade. So, but it's true. That's what we're doing. And we want to gather the harvest that's ready for us right now. Um, and so that will be September 27th, 28th, 29th. Um, and that is a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, as we always have. And then it's going to be awesome. Like, that's when I started working at Box 2 Radio <laughs> was during the share the spring share And it was so much fun. Like, we have so many different guests come on. We have so many different um, people who have been a part of this ministry, people who come and get their testimonies. Um, and it's really just the whole time, I mean, you're never you're always hearing something new. You're always being sharpened. Um, and it's really awesome. And then of course, you know, we are supported by listeners and, and so we don't do like, you know, revenue from ads and things like that. So we're completely, this ministry is funded by our listeners. And I just think that's amazing. It's amazing to see everybody, um, step into that giving, um, that heart of giving. And so something we say, what we said at the last Sherathon is we don't just scatter our seed. We want to give intentional. So whether you're giving $2 or 200 whatever it may be, um, we always want to give intentionally um, and know where we're sowing our seed and have purpose with it. So excited for that. Excited for the food. Still working on getting that together. There's usually some yummy food here during the Sherathon. Oh, there's a lot of <laughs> yummy food here during the Sherathon. It's um, it's really it's it's amazing um, the generosity in the money and the giving and the support and the prayer and all that but the generosity in the food too it makes my belly really happy <laughs> it is delicious the spirit and the belly are satisfied yeah um, 
Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'll, sometimes it's a lot of food. So the spirit, uh, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Um, <laughs> and so it's just, it's, it's a time of great joy. Actually, uh, every share that I've ever been a part of, and at this point, like, you know, leading the share I've done about three or four now, um, but I've been a part of a whole lot of them. And every one of them looks different. Every every one of them ha- adapts its own personality to it kind of deal. Like, and it's just amazing to see what God does in each different Sherathon. And then with the Harvest Crusade too, that's coming up. Like, there's just a harvest theme around everything we're doing right yeah. now because we believe that this is the season the harvest of is coming in. We believe that God has prepared the hearts. Um, I get to talk to a lot of people, and they're asking me about prayer, asking me about this person or that person. And honestly, this um, deliverance teaching and stuff like that's really um, catching fire with a lot of people. And we get a lot of communication, a lot of talk there. And of course, the first thing I tell everybody when we're praying for lost people or praying for the harvest is the first thing that has to happen is God has to open their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. we'll never be intellectually sound enough to open somebody's eyes. The yeah. Father has to open their eyes. And Corinthians talks about that. They need the veil removed from their yes. b- the blinders. And so that's the first thing for the harvest every single time is that they would be able to see, um, that they would be able to hear, and that that God would give them the eyes and the ears to hear and to see exactly how good the gospel is and how great Jesus is. And so we're just excited. We're we're prayerful for a huge harvest at the Harvest Crusade. Again, Hannah said those dates, 10th, 11th, and 12th at 10 o'clock. I mean, that 10th at 6 o'clock on Saturday. I mean, Mm -hmm. Sunday night is when we start Sunday night. And then 7 o'clock on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget that, um, you know, we're trying to help get the word out for them. Um, Wilson Home is not in the church on Sunday mornings right now. They're doing Saturday yeah, night in the tent, the tent and then Sunday morning in the tent as well, too. And so we're just um, wanting to get that word out for them because, of course, the Boxy Radio Network does not exist just to talk about Bethel. It exists to talk about the body of Christ. Amen. And if your ministry has anything that we you want us to announce or get the word out about we would love to do it we just need you to get us the information um we're we're trying to be careful how many announcements we put on the front end of the broadcast like in person but because we want people going to the app too mm-hmm. and so and plus we don't want to bog it down for 25 minutes and not get into any bible study either so <laughs> um you and know, we want people to remember the announcements we do so and if we do 25 of them greg said he can already remember two because <laughs> I can only remember one. Maybe one. I was going to say, you're being pretty generous. If I get, if if there's over three announcements, I'll forget what the first one was. Um, <laughs> that's my problem. And so, but we are trying to, um, we, we have that app though. And if you don't have an app, you can go to your app store, whether that's Google, um, Apple, whatever it is, Android, and type in Tithely, T-I-T-H-E period L-Y church app when you download the tithely church app then you will search box two network and then there we will be push on us it'll ask you to change say yes and then you're done you don't have to ever do it again and make sure that you get the blue colored tithely app mm-hmm. because yeah. there is other colors out there but the, the dark blue dark one. blue yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dark blue one. the other one is a tithely app it's just forgiving yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a difference. It's needs. That's why we stress the Tidely Church app, the Tidely Church app, and um, that will get you to the place where you can search the Box Two Network. And um, once you do that, then it's good to go on the Box Two app. And if you've not had it yet, um, we we have podcasts available. 
Um, so you can listen to MBR podcast. There's a couple other things on there. You can listen to some Bethel of this sermons. Bethel sermons. Um, you can listen to, let's see, uh, we have a prayer wall. So you can submit your prayer requests and we can, you can see when people's praying for you. You can engage with those prayer requests on that prayer wall. That's really cool. Um, they got a Bible on there. Um, we have also the events page and the events page is where we get all the community events that we have turned into us out to you guys so that you can see what's going on in the community. Then, of course, there's a listen live link, the giving now option, or contact us. So if you are a listener on the app and I know you've got a three-second or four-second delay and that you always get beat on the trivia because of that, well, <laughs> you do have one up than those who are not listening to that because on the app, all you have to do is press contact. Or is mm-hmm. it, you know, let's see, what does it say right That's there? That's true. Uh, you don't even have to type it out like the other people. No, you don't have to call anything. You just press you just call us. call us, and then it calls. See, just call us, and then boom, right there. You don't have to type in the number. And call pop. So as soon as you know the answer, click that call us button with the balloon on it, and bam. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was dialing the number before you even got the end of the trivia out, because as soon as you said started on uh, his children and uh, – tornado or whatever i was like boom i started dialing Greg, don't have to wait well because i just i've been studying that chapter here lately in job and uh yeah and, uh, well actually not just that just the whole book and uh yeah so that was fresh you know i was like boom it was and fresh I, I was on, on the old radio. noggin i had i had signals i was on the radio so there was no stopping me yesterday <laughs> oh, <laughs> greg was unstoppable oh, on yesterday's yeah. trivia well yeah for that one, for that one question that one question <laughs> Uh, there was a question earlier in the week that was, or was it last week? That was, it caused a lot of people, um, it was a challenging one, but I forget which one it was, but it was probably one of the first questions that we had that we had a lot of wrong answers on when they were called in. It really stumped us. Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to stump me, um, yeah. but the listeners are usually a lot more um, on it than I am. So, um, I like, if you put me in the midst of talking about a, topic or a subject or like a theological matter or something like that yeah we can go pop 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 but if you get me in like those trivia questions like yeah, bible trivia random they're kind of yeah. random oh my gosh i'm awful at them yeah <laughs> i mean i am straight up it's awful extreme detail yeah like i don't remember what color coat it had i just remember it was a coat and <laughs> i don't know what, what are you talking about what was the um, David's body to the birds and the beasts. What was that verse again? I know it was okay. And so I have to really think about it whenever it's these trivia questions. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about like, you know, um, overarching views or a theological matter like propitiation, well, let's go to town. But these, these trivia questions I struggle with sometimes. And so I need to get better. I don't know hey, how to get better at trivia, but they're trivial. <laughs> they're trivial. <laughs> See what I did? Lord. Oh, well, I, have a a I have a quote of the day before we get into yeah. John. Um, so the quote of today is, My faith rests not in what I am or what, or shall be or feel or know, but in what Christ is and what he has done and still now doing for me. And that is Charles Spurgeon this morning. I love Spurgeon. The Prince of Preachers. Um <laughs> Spurgeon was a different kind of cat sometimes, I'll tell you what. Um, He's got some good ones. He has some really good um, sayings, and he he wrote some good books, too, I must admit. Um, Joey Sosh gave us his dad joke of the day. What did one hat say to the other? Stay here. I'm going on ahead. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Oh, goodness. I love that. That That's a good one. I I like that. All right. Well, we are in John chapter 19, verse 31. 31. Um, We figured that out yesterday. Um, Excuse me. And we got to where it is finished and bowing his head, it gave up his spirit, which we was talking about the significance that it really does seem like Jesus decided when to go. Because no man takes his life, he lays it down. So verse 31 of chapter 19, I'm reading from the New King James. I have been in the New King James quite a bit lately, and I must enjoy it. Say I must I must say I'm enjoying it. I'm not for sure it's overtaking ESV for me, but it's I have <laughs> it's been enjoying it. It's a close one for me. I really like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm grown to really like the New King James. So, therefore, because it was the, the preparation day, that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Now, um, what that means right there is because of the holiday or the religious festival that's coming up for the the Jews, it was under their practice that they should not leave those bodies up to make it ceremony, um, make anything unclean or be there when people start coming into the city for the Passover, anything like that. They want it to be, um, well, you know, like, Greg, yeah. if you have company, would you like a dead body hanging on the cross? Yeah, I mean, they, they got to clean themselves up for church. Yeah. That's, you know, that happens a lot today. You got a lot of Christians that, uh, you know, live one way and then they clean themselves up to go to church. You yep. know, and uh, it's just, uh, I mean, the, what is it called? The vessels are, they clean up the outside, but the inside is. Whitewashed tombs of dead man's bones. Yeah. Well, here's, an, what's, here's what Pilate's doing, though, is when they would break their legs, they would die faster. And they yep. were actually trying to get them to die to get them out of the way. Yeah. And what, because the way you actually died on the cross was asphyxiation. You would literally drown on your own blood. In, and I know I'm trying to be careful in there because I know we have kids and family listens. So I don't want to be too graphic, but, you know, it would be asphyxiation. You were literally choking, drowning to death um, just from what's going down your, your, into your body. And the way they would prevent that, though, is that there was this kind of, um, now, you got to remember the cross was not, actually way high yeah it you would have been a little bit above eye level with everybody else but you were still very low like you were very much like if if you are a average size person and somebody was six two your eye level at that point almost like it's a little bit elevated but not much but there was also this little seat on the cross and so they had their feet nailed their their wrist nailed but then behind their backside would have been a little seat that they could sit down and then they would push themselves up with their legs, catch their breath, and then sit back to sit back down to rest. Because if you pushed yourself and held yourself up, the pain of the the nails in your wrists because of the pressure that was then applied would be horrific. And then plus the pressure and the the pain from the beating and the flogging that you just took, all that's taken into account. But they would sit down in the seat and they would rest on the cross, and then they would push themselves up with their leg to catch their breath. And then they would release themselves back down once they got their breath caught. Well, once they broke their legs, they could no longer, what, push themselves up to catch their breath. And sooner or later, they would asphyxiate, and then that's when they would die. So Pilate's saying, like, they're telling basically Pilate, um, <coughs> excuse me again, I'm getting choked up in here. The Jews are telling Pilate, hey, we need their legs broken because um, we need these guys out of the way. Like, we're going to do our religious festival. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to do some church. 
and it just doesn't look good if they're coming into this church thing um, with dead bodies on a cross. So we need you to really get this done. We need you to accelerate these people's death. And the two that's around them, this is what we're going to see, that the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he'd already dead, so that's telling me the first two are not dead and that they're breaking their legs to accelerate the death. When they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Why did they not break his legs? So scripture would be fulfilled. Exactly. Because he would have no broken bones. Yep. People say, well, didn't the nail go through his arm? Was it, The nail actually didn't go through his hand. Like that's what, if it went through his hand, it would have snapped a bone right in half. But it actually went into his wrist right below his palm. And there is a place in your wrist that if you feel, and if you're driving, don't do this right now. But if you're not driving or you're just listening at home, there's a place you can feel right below your hand, right into your wrist, that there's a bones that you could drive a nail through without actually breaking any bones. The same thing with your foot and your feet. There's a place down there that you could go that there's no broken bones. It's so scripture may be fulfilled that there is no broken bones. And he did not break a bone. And if they would have broke his legs like normal, scripture would not have been fulfilled. But he had already died. Now they were trying to accelerate the other two. And the whole thing, the reason they was breaking the legs is not because they had mercy on them. Not because they felt sorry for them. They wanted them to do that. It was that the Jews wanted them out of the way. Because the Jews didn't want them to be up there when all the religious folk of the day would come to this religious festival of the Passover. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately what came out? Blood and water. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. No one, not one of his bones shall be broken. And another scripture said, and they shall look on him who they pierced so it's amazing to see how scripture is being fulfilled how all these things are unraveling right before their eyes now here's the significant thing the jews would have been aware of all these scriptures like these scriptures were not taking the jews off of guard off guard especially those in the religious leading because every every jewish male was you know they were required to memorize the pentateuch so the first five books of the Bible, they had memorized. If you wanted to go past that, and you was going to walk into something of, of a different type of ministry for the Lord or a ministry under the Lord, you had to memorize the whole prophets, the whole Old Testament, the whole scripture in the Old Testament. So these people would have been familiar with all of these prophecies. All these prophecies are being fulfilled. He was pierced for our transgression. He was, not one bone was broke. He but curses the man who dies on a tree, and he's going to die on a tree so that he can break the curse because he, he became the curse to break the curse. He died on the cross. He died on a tree. Like All of these things the Old Testament talk is, talks about, and they're fulfilling them right before their eyes, and yet they can't see it because they're spiritually blind. Mm. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're doing because... Look, if you knew what you if you knew my father, you would know what you're doing. The problem is you don't know my father, you know your father and your father is who? The devil. And so this is where we're finding ourselves in John chapter 19. Anybody else got anything? I'm just booking right along. Keep booking. Uh, yeah, just keep on trucking. We're we're going pretty good so far. All right, we'll put her in third gear. <laughs> After this, 
Joseph, being one of the disciples of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. All right, so Joseph, being one of the disciples of Jesus, somebody who's following Jesus, secretly, though, because he was afraid of the Jews, which we see this happening quite a bit. Like, you remember Peter, our old buddy Peter, who was kind of scared of everybody. He was particularly scared of a little girl Mm -hmm. at a campfire, warming herself outside (laughs) of the um, hall of the, the, the high priest. He lies. And, well, he denies. He denies. I don't know him. I don't follow him. That there's fear. There's fear. It is a lie. That's a lie. But um, <laughs> there, yeah. there's fear. And we see that in the disciples. It wasn't that there was hatred or anger or bitterness. There was fear. Mm-hmm. And now the thing I respect about our Joseph boy is that he may not have done it out in front of everybody. He did it in secret, but he still did it. So you got to give him some props there. Like he still went to Pilate even if he did it in the secret because he was scared of the Jews. But he did ask for Pilate if he could take the body, and Pilate gave him permission. That was Nicodemus, not Joseph. Where's that? No, this is the – I'm talking about this scripture. Oh, okay. So <laughs> where where Joseph went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Oh, right, right, And right. then Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took the body of Jesus. And now Nicodemus, who was at first came to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and alloys, about a 100 pounds. So – the same Nicodemus who in John chapter three said, what I must, what must we do to be born again or be saved? Mm-hmm. And that's where Jesus gives this thing. Unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now we see Nicodemus who's really not gave up on Jesus. Nicodemus is the one that came also by night though. All this stuff is starting to happen by night because if, if you see the significance where we are a full day into this now, because you remember Jesus started talking to his disciples in John chapter 13 around the table, and that went into the night, and now we're back into the next night. You know, I was just thinking about this, too. You know, they come to him at night, and uh, and for whatever reason, it just got me thinking, you know, they were in darkness. You know, they're, they're in darkness. They, they're, they haven't been, you know, this is a light shining into their darkness. Mm-hmm. And the dark can't comprehend the light. So they got to come at night because if they go in a day where everybody can see them, everybody that they know is going to condemn them. So they have to do it at night. It's just, for me, I was in darkness, you know, until he shined a light on me. And I guess, I don't, I'm looking at these guys here, and for whatever reason, them coming at night, because they are of the darkness. They're, they have not been enlightened to the truth. That's the way I look at that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, maybe it's nothing. I don't know. Well, I think that they're still operating from fear. Yeah. I think everybody That's darkness. Is. That's but, darkness. And I think there is a level of darkness there. But I also think I'm, I'm trying to think if you just saw Jesus go through the death that he did. Yeah. I'd be scared too. There would be a little bit like, well, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Because at this point, still nobody has the Holy Spirit yes. dwelling inside of them to empower them, you know, because he hasn't, you know, he has to go away for the comfort to come. So right now there is no comfort. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's my Savior dead on the cross. They're yeah. taking him down. You know, I mean, you got to think. Everything, I've just left everything to follow this man, and now he's dead. 
Yep. Because, you know, you're not, they're not, you know, we're looking at this and we're reading it. We got 2020 vision. We know he's going to rise and we do that. But at the time, he's, they followed this guy for three years. You know, they followed Jesus. He's done all these great miracles. He's, he's resurrected the dead. Then you see him brutally, brutally. I mean, he was unrecognizable. They beat him so bad they couldn't even recognize him. You know, I mean, and you see that. That has to, uh, there's no way if you can be a human being that that doesn't affect you yeah. mentally, you know. Especially and then, when you've put your trust in that person and, and then now, and now this. it looks like they've been defeated, it looks, even though yeah. we know he's not defeated. Exactly. Yeah. See, we, we see this now because we know, but at the time, you know, it's just like, man, that, that's speaking to me right now. I mean, let's think about our struggles that we that we go through day by day or whatever. And at the time, it just looks like there's no way out. You know, to some people, it just looks like this is the end. Like, I have no hope, you know. But this right here tells us that just because it looks a way to us doesn't mean that that's the way that it is. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And just because our perception is small and we can only see so much, that's why we have to trust in him because he knows the end from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> and, uh, all right, so Nicodemus. Now, I want to correct something I said. We're not saying this is at night. I want to correct that. I, I, mis yeah. I misinterpreted. He first came to Jesus by night. Yeah. So, actually, we're not at night here. It's not anywhere specifying that we're at night. I was just talking about Nicodemus' yeah. thing is what I was talking uh, about. But Nicodemus, who first came at night, I'm correcting my error because I said we're at night, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah. This was saying he first came to Jesus by night. But now it looks like it's almost like they're talking about Nicodemus coming in the daytime now. So, we don't have proof either point where Joseph was coming at night or Nicodemus was coming at night. Because if, let's see, it was about. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know what time it was. Yeah, uh, it would have been. Because first came by night, but then yeah. also came, so he came twice. Um, so I'm trying to think here. It was about the sixth hour, um, when everything the crucifixion started. They start their day at midnight. Is that right? Uh, that no. How they, or how's it? How they I think it's the at six a.m. or something like that. Okay. I don't. I, mean, I don't remember. Now we start our day at midnight. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's yeah. They start because they different. said in the sixth hour, and if it's the sixth hour, it was twelve noon. That's noon. So yeah. I think they start there because the last watch is three to six. Yeah. The the last watch starts at three a.m. So okay. I think that's how it works. Now I'm not a Jewish time expert. Well, I, but I need we to be get better. close. You know what I'm saying. So, but I would say it's probably mid afternoon at this yeah. point. Um, because the next day, yeah, was whenever they did all their the ceremonial starts yeah and, and yeah um but i think it's starting to speak of nicodemus how he's how he's growing because at first he came as night but it looks like he's in the middle of the day yeah so he's getting a little bit more bold bold yeah yeah then and they it, took the yeah, well, that'll that'll speak yeah yeah i mean you think about our walk you know and how how bold we get the more that we overcome the more or the more that he overcomes in us the stronger we are you know that's that just goes back, i got to say this, too, about the world. The world always gives us its best first. Everything you've ever experienced the first time was always the best. And then every time after that, it's never as good. You know, and that's how it gets you, and it just sucks you in, pulls you down. Well, with the Lord, everything is better. So whatever you experience with the Lord today, 
the the next time you experience something's going to be better than that. And then the next time, it just keeps getting building and building and getting better. You mm-hmm. know, just like the wine, he's going to save the best for last. It's only yep. going to get better with the Lord. Yep. Well, we'll stop there. If we get more time on the back end of the show, then we will come back and maybe finish some more of John chapter 19. But I think it's a good place to stop where Nicodemus kind of seems to be emboldened. Emboldened? Yeah, really. Like he, I'm, at first, I kind of misunderstood. It was right in front of my face, but he wasn't necessarily at night. He yeah. was coming in. It was just saying. It was just almost saying that, as a daytime. Yeah, it's the last time yeah. he just came by night before yeah. in the previous. Yeah. Well, um, before we get into our trivia question, um, Josh Newton's out there listening. I probably, hopefully, he's usually listening every morning as he's trucking along out there, and it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, Jacob Swift and Matthews. Yesterday, we wished them. Yeah, happy we birthday. missed them on the radio. Yeah, we missed them we yesterday. We got them at church. Um, if, I but, make it, if I make it to Sunday, it'd be your birthday. I'll be forty-three. You'll be forty-three. Yeah. Hey, uh, Wait, that's how September Jacob is, right? The third. Jacob? Jacob's not 43. Oh, no, 37. Seven, sorry. Man, he's put... No, Joe. Joe's ja- 40-something. Jo- Joe's 43, I think. But um, Jacob, sorry, I got that wrong. Ja- she's putting Jacob way up there. I mean, <laughs> I'm, Jacob's only older than me for like six months a year. I got you. So if he's 43, I'm how 42. How old is Josh? Uh, Josh is my age, I think. I think he's my... I think me and Josh are the same age. I'm not a... Josh Milburn? No, Josh... Um, Newton. Newton. So, but happy birthday, Josh Newton out there. So, uh, Josh Miller, I think me and him. Oh, around. he's much older than me. Um, I think me and him's running around the same age. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Uh, Thursday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. When Saul conquered the Amalekites, uh, Josh Newton said, thank y'all. Um, when Saul conquered, he's 36 like me. See, I told you, we're the same age. Um, when Saul conquered the Amalekites, what person did he keep as a prisoner instead of killing like God said to? When Saul conquered the Amalekites, what person did he keep as a prisoner instead of killing God? I mean, killing like God said to. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Welcome back into this morning August 31st, 2023. It's almost September. It literally feels like just yesterday this year was beginning, and now we're actually on the way out. Um, just again, fall charathons right around the corner. We have the Harvest Crusade, the 10th, 11th, and 12th of September. We've got our Labor Day uh, cookout over at Danger Point this coming Monday at 12 o'clock noon. We have a great few things going on. Brent, Dwayne Kitts got the uh, the um camp meeting coming up the 14th 15th and 16th mm-hmm. six o'clock each night at horse cave kentucky there's a lot of great things going on you got an announcement uh, yeah oh yeah. greg's got an announcement oh yeah, my josh, goodness josh milburn just texted me said i was right we're both old yeah yeah so he's the same age as me well that was coming from josh's mouth that was he, i just said he's older than me yeah well, i didn't call he, him old well and i don't consider myself old but i'm definitely not 18 anymore that's what i always say you know <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have an answer for that trivia question. Uh, let me see here. Miss um, Kay got, Decker got it correct first. Uh, Brother Jim Crumb got it too. Uh, Miss Kay beat him just just a little bit though. When Saul conquered the Amalekites, what person did he keep as a prisoner instead of killing God like God said to the King Agag? Uh, one first one Samuel first Samuel fifteen eight <laughs> one hey, I Samuel. Wa- I wonder if she used that little call button. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to tell us, Miss Kay. She did say if that's that, what helped you win. She did say that she in, she has been enjoying the Wednesday night teachings. 
Um, and so uh, I've enjoyed doing them because it's stretching me and I'm having to get in so much myself. And um, they're really pushing me to study hard and reading and um, getting into that. Because there's a lot there, like I said. Um, like we, we don't, I don't like to preach and teach on demons and Satan too much, but I think we do have to know our adversary and we got to know how he operates. And if we're in a spiritual war and we're in a battle and we're wrestling, not against, um, flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers, uh, <clears throat> we have to be wrestling against something. If we're yeah. not wrestling against our brothers and sisters, then yeah. 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 Well, the Bible says in Ephesians six, chapter 10 through verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers, against authority, and against spiritual things or spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. And we talked about all those last night. We talked about demons. We talked about Satan, where Satan come from. And really, there's just, I mean, like. I really I really found it helpful, like, um, when we talked about the four things in that verse, the principalities, yeah. powers, rulers. Or I'm probably getting it wrong, but um, breaking down the gr- the Greek in those mm-hmm. and what they mean, that was very helpful. Yep. Now, if you um, – we'll have last night's up today sometimes, but if you ever want to go back and listen to last night and this night, we'll probably like um, – for, for sake of clarity, we'll probably like maybe – I think the first one was like, like the deliverance teaching, and then we'll probably do like the deliverance teaching two, deliverance yeah, teaching three. so I have um, – well, let me go to sermons. On the app, I have the Wednesday night deliverance teaching part one. So mm-hmm. I kind of put part yeah. one on there. And we'll just keep going because we are going to continue forth a little bit. There's just so much more to go. Um, but we believe that the captive should be set free. Um, we believe that Christians cannot be possessed by a demon, but we definitely believe they can be demonized, tortured, oppressed. And I think there's still deliverance to be had. And I think there's still chains that need to be broken off. There's still strong codes that need to be pulled down. There's still generational curses that need to be cast off. And there's so many things. It's like this. If I have a lasso around Greg, I don't own Greg, but I am trying to dictate where he tries to go. Now, he can fight back. He can do all this because I'm not owning him. But that lasso still needs to be broken. I have a strong code around Greg, but there's a lasso that needs to be broken. Now, the blood of Jesus is sufficient. It is good. He washes white as snow. But there's power in the name of Jesus um, to break off of chains. And we see Christians all the time that are are struggling. They're suffering. They're tormented. They are being tormented with anxiety. They're being tormented with fear. They're being gripped with depression. And these things are not just natural things. They're spiritual things that are holding them. Paul tells us that he did not give us a spirit of fear. Like, don't go back to that spirit of fear. Uh, the devil seeking who can pl- um, devour. I think it's um, James talks about that he is, if we submit to God, resist the devil, he will mm-hmm. flee from us. But if there's open doors, those open doors open things for th- um, spiritual things to attach to us then. Yeah. And this is why we are concerned about things going on in our local communities, such as Go ahead. Can I share? Just, sure. All right. So, now I ain't no scholar mm-hmm. <laughs> by no means. But just speaking from personal experience with the Lord and with these demons or whatever, you know, I, sure. I uh, strongholds and all these things. You know, I've, I've battled a lot of different things just from my past and things. It always comes back in this and that. And, uh, you know, I believe the Lord allows certain things, you know, even when Satan tempted or uh, went and tested Job, he had to go to God to get permission, right? Mm-hmm. 
they're only going to do what God allows them to do. So if you have something, you know, if you're a born-again Christian and you've been washed in the blood and you're saved and you have this issue that you're dealing with, this is the Lord revealing this to you. And what he's doing is he is showing you the darkness that is within you. And if they have that darkness in you, he's trying to get it out. But the only way you can get that out is you have to know that it's there. Mm -hmm. And what happens is people... Well, I'm not going to say people. What happened to me was I thought that this was something, you know, outside of whatever that was just coming upon me. But this was inside of me that God wanted out of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And until I I dealt with that with the Lord, through the Lord, until I give that to the Lord and said, Lord, I cannot do this. This I cannot, you know, because I remember just, I mean, just. Just crying out, God, take this from me. Take this from me. And he can't take something that you don't let go. You know, so a lot of things that we deal with and we struggle with, you know, these strongholds, this lasso that, like, you know, in your description there, that has you, you know, the Lord is allowing this to strengthen you. And it hurts. I mean, it hurts bad. You know, it, it brings you down. It does bring you down, but... Focus on the Lord because he is bringing it out of you just like whenever you purify gold. You know, whenever you melt it down, you have all these impurities in there. But it takes a hot fire to melt that out to where all that comes to the surface. And that's what's happening. He's bringing something in you. He's, he is purifying you and he's bringing something to the surface. And the fire is hot. Hmm. You know, does that? I hope mm-hmm. I'm making sense. Well, you- and, and these... I, I'm with you on on the demons and everything. I don't want to take away from any of that, but I don't want to be. I don't want people to be confused to think that they are being possessed by a demon when the Lord is trying to pull something out of them that's in there. You know what? Well, because you know, well, possession is very rare. Well, and, I'm not talking um, about possession. Possessions but. would be only for. Sol- it, 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 I think even among unbelievers, possession is yeah. very rare. Yeah. Um, Mark chapter 5, the man with the legion um, at the Gerasenes, I think he was a possession because yeah. the demon basically took complete trail. It wasn't a demon. Actually, he had a legion. Yeah. If they had a legion, there was 2,000 demons inside of him, yeah. and they were causing him to cut himself, throw himself in the fire, throw himself in yeah. the water. He was living among the tombs, chained up. He was mentally, physically, emotionally, every bit of him was unstable. Yeah. I believe that was a picture of possession um, because – then I think, though, with Christians, though, we're demonized. And so what that means is not that necessarily we are controlled by a demon. It's that we're being influenced, influenced and oppressed yeah. and affected and that there's strong codes and there's grips on our life that needs to be broken off. But we have allowed those things, such as a spirit of lust, a spirit yeah. of uh, fear, yeah. to live on the inside of us. So yeah. they, it is on the inside of us. Yeah. It's not. It's like a, what is it, like a parasite? Yeah. yeah. Or what is it, the one where it's like... There's like different scientific names for it. It's not controlling us, but it's living there. Uh, it's like Ron Phillips says. Um, I used this illustration last night. the The cockroach lives in the house, but the cockroach don't own the house. Yeah, and the cockroach needs to get out. Well, and and you know, he that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. So, uh, as long as we're here walking this earth, he's the Lord is going to work on us if the Lord is in us. So in this fleshly body, we're never going to, you know, until we put off 
corruption and take on incorruption, you know, all these things, this battle's going to occur, you know, constantly. And, and, and what this does, it is strengthening us. You know, these things that, you know, as long as we're allowing the Lord to work in us and as long as we're acknowledging him, that just like Job, when all those things happened to him, he said this is and all of his 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 buddies, so they say, uh-huh. was telling him everything he was doing wrong. Well, Job was saying this right here is nothing have I done. This is from the Lord and the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And he never he never uh, 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 sinned against God with his lips. You know, he, he, yeah, he was miserable and he complained. I mean, he, he, you know, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to whine about this. I'm going to talk about my discomfort. I'm going to do all these things, but I'm not going to sin against God. Yeah. And all right. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy Paul said difference between possession and oppression. I think there's a major difference. Yeah. Um, now let me, I'm on, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Let yeah. me go back to what you're saying though. See, I, I think one thing though, there is that battle. Like the Bible yeah. talks about that battle between the spirit and the flesh. Yeah. The problem is we don't have to keep losing the battle. That's what I think Christians have learned for so long is that we have to always um, like, well, no. you're just going to sin, so you might as well get no. over it or you can't conquer. Christians can walk in freedom in this life. Yeah. And one of the reasons Christians aren't walking in freedom are because they need deliverance from yes. these things. Yes. Like the whole reason we are talking about um, demonization is when, like we talked about last night, like Aaron talked about last night. There are people who are crucifying their flesh, who are walking, like doing, like letting the mm-hmm. Lord work on them, yeah. and truly in their heart, like doing the right things. But something keeps pulling them back and back and back, and it's like a cycle. That is a big sign that you need deliverance from something. Yeah. Yes, and deliverance looks a lot of different ways. Like yeah. I think sometimes people think just deliver. Now deliverance can look pretty crazy at times like i'm just gonna say like sometimes it gets really crazy but sometimes it's not a come out sometimes it's a let go sometimes it's a forgiving and sometimes see, I've never it's experienced what you know like yeah, i've heard stories and this and that how somebody who you know had was delivered from unclean spirit whatever but me personally i've never witnessed that yeah. so you know but and i and just because i haven't witnessed i mean i believe because the word says it and, and it you know, yeah. it, it does it. I, I'm just saying, me personally, I haven't, I haven't ever witnessed well, it. Well, it's definitely not a game, and it's yeah. not fun. Um, I've witnessed yeah. quite a bit at this point. Uh, yeah. I'm not an expert on it whatsoever, right? And I don't go looking for it. Like yeah. the thing is, and we've talked about this on Wednesday nights. We try to keep a very good balance in all this, like because yeah. we don't want to fall off the cliff on any one thing. We are, we want to have a balance in all things. And Jesus even told the seventy when they returned, the seventy come back rejoicing that the spirits were subject to the hit to them and they could tell the spirits what to do and jesus basically says this don't be so happy that you can cast out devils but be happy your name is written in the book of life or written the name in heaven and so we always have to keep that proper perspective but yet we can't keep ignoring something that will set the captives free because at the end of the day christians are walking around terrorized they're walking around in bondage they're walking around with anxiety yeah. they're walking around with fear they're walking around continuing to look at pornography they're look they're walking around still sinning and gripped by it and they yeah. don't want to that's the problem they want to be free and they keep trying to set themselves free and they stay in bondage because the church isn't teaching deliverance no more well and one thing uh, you know how i simplify whenever i talk to my kids about the spirits and the way I describe it to them as a mindset, you know, and I know they're more than a mindset, but just so they can help understand, 
is, you know, the way that you think. If something is having you think in a certain way that is not of God, that's considered an evil spirit. It and, would be and, demonized. Yeah, and that's in the Greek. That's what it'd be called. Yeah, well, that's and that's the way I explain it to my kids, and and frankly, that's how I understand it. So if I have these things that's coming over me, the way I think, this and that, and it's not of God, then I know that that's you know my uh, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah, you know, I'm the good shepherd, and when somebody else calls, they don't you know they don't listen or what. I'm, I'm totally not sure, but you. yeah, and but that's how I do it. So. When you hear these voices in your head that says that uh, that you're not good enough, or or you're not doing enough, or you're not this enough, or you're not enough, and who is that? That is the end. Revelation twelve, What's right? It? Is it is it Revelation twelve ten, or is it ten twelve? He's the accuser of the brethren. Yeah, I mean that's that's the enemy, and and that's why we have to take every thought captive, you know. And and I don't know if it was on the sh- one of the program URL's program, but I think it was. But you cannot walk in the spirit if you're not in the word you oh, you can't do it yeah i mean yeah i think you said that yeah I we think, talked about yeah. that yesterday so yeah i mean if you're not in the word how do you know what the word says how can you walk in the spirit so how can you battle against these things you know like for me personally i used to be very hot-headed and i had a, a temper that was just like you know it just go you know mm-hmm. and uh and i and I'm not that way now. I mean, yeah, I get aggravated. I do, but I, I there's there's no way. It's just a, a difference now because yeah. of what he's done in me, and I have the word in me. So now, when these things come at me, I have a plumb line that I can line it up with, you know, to make sure that what's straight and what ain't. Yeah. But what happens is, you are the 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 anger probably started to reside and started getting control after you got born again, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, nothing happened until I was born again. But here's what happens, though, and I'm, I'm not trying to, like, dictate what happened. I'm just saying from scriptures is what we're seeing. Yeah. You were set free. You yeah. were set free, and then you filled the house. You're filling the house with the Word. You're yeah. filling the house with prayer. You're filling the house. And well, when, the, when that enemy comes back in, he don't have a place to dwell. And that, yeah, but that was a process because yeah. I didn't fill the house with, all, you know, I'm saying the house was full of all kinds of other stuff too. I'm, and I'm you had to do some cleaning the house. <laughs> yeah, the house. But when you cleaned the house, you filled the house back up yeah, with yeah, more the word. The and, house did have to be. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people yeah. don't do, though. Yeah. I like when we're regenerated, we're we're new creatures. Yeah. The problem yeah. is we keep opening doors, and when we yeah. keep opening doors, keep the windows open. The the They're enemy. Yeah. We're giving place to the devil. Yeah. And sometimes they'll come in with and friends. Me and you was talking about this during break, about so many people they come to the altar. As a, and they get born again, and people just leave them there. Mm-hmm. They don't tell them what they're going about to come up. They don't disciple them. They don't tell them, hey, now that you're born again, you're going to experience this. You know, you're going to yeah. experience this. These different things. You know, and they just, you know, they just get you, get them to the altar. They say, okay, check, you're good yep. to go, and then they just leave them there. Yeah. And then what happens? Sure, the house is clean, and then he goes back and gets seven bigger ones. Comes That's right. Back in. When the house was swept and in order, which means it was clean, yep. then the enemy came back and looking. When he figured out he couldn't get back in himself, he went and got seven more of the evil friends yep. and brought it back. Because yep. the enemy hates losing territory. Yep. He hates it. Um, but so often, like I think this is where we start to get confused. We think, well, didn't, didn't we become a new creature at regeneration? Now, I didn't get to this last night. So, um, I'll get to it today. Um, like at, at regeneration, we are a new creature. 
Yep. We are made new. The old man is dead, and the new man is still there. The spiritually, Spirit. we are there. But also, I believe we are a new man. The yep. problem is, even after regeneration, we continue to open doors. Yep. And so all these things are able to attach themselves again. The familiar spirits is what the Bible calls them. And the familiar spirits are the ones who stay with you. Yep. They know you. They know about you. They know your family history. They know everything there is. Because I do not believe a demon can read your mind. But I do believe a demon can be a very observant they're yeah. because they're smart. Because the spirits are assigned to people. They're familiar. I mean, there's, there's just... Dirt. And have been watching. I mean, they roam around seeking. Yeah, just like around, a so just be like a good you. fisherman. Mm-hmm. He knows the he spots. knows what lure to throw out to catch what fish he's after, and what spots because they're familiar with the lake. Because they're familiar, yeah. And that's the same the way that it is. You know, the the enemy has no power other than that that we give him. Yep. Because the Lord has give us power to tread on serpents. And and he's give us this uh, the world here to uh, he said go and subdue the world, so he's he the Lord has given us everything into our hands, but what the enemy does is try to hide that from us and deceive us, you know, and keep the truth from us. That's first that would be First Timothy four one. Uh, that we've given heed to seducing spirits and teachings of devils yep. or teachings of demons because yep. he is trying to seduce. He's trying to manipulate and all these yep. things. But in our own life, though, even like I believe when we're born again, we are a new creature. Yep. I believe what we do is I we start it. opening doors and picking things back up. Yep. And when we Familiar open doors spirits. and pick things back up, well, my dad was always an alcoholic, so I probably already have the propensity to be an alcoholic. And what you've done, you realize you've spoken a word curse over yourself, giving place and a door for the devil yeah. to come back in. And now before long to your flesh, it's attaching itself again. Yeah. And, and that's um, what it attaches to is the flesh, yes. not the spirit, man. Yes. Yeah. Because I remember in my life, after I was born again, I never felt more clean. Like yeah. I was clean. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't struggling with things like I was struggling. I was set free. Yeah. But I remember Me one too. time I picked something back up. I'm not going to go to I just picked it back up. Yeah. And it was worse for me after I picked it back up after I was set free than it was before I was set free. Yep. And if people I, are honest, you know what I'm saying? If they if they'll be real and they and they examine themselves, they'll see these things. Yes. You know, and that's the thing about it is the only person that can get this thing right is you because nobody else knows what's going on inside of you. But you, you know what you're struggling with. You know what you battle. You know where your weaknesses are. You know what you're giving into, you know, when nobody's around. It's got to be, you have to be real with the Lord. Well, but there are, oh, we're about to go to break. But oh. there are things that are unknown as well. Because there's things in, you know, depending on when you've been born again, when you haven't, I don't know. It's different yeah. for every person. But, I mean, there's word curses that people have spoken over you that I believe you might not even remember or know. Well, there's doors the, that there's generational bro- curses. The curses are broke. Well, All curses are broke. I believe the word yeah. curse yeah. is, and that's what I'm trying to get into in the study is, I believe a word curse is a much about repentance yeah. as it is about anything because it's it's a word curse manip- manipulates this up here. Yeah, and this right. has got to be changed. This yeah. has got to be free. Be you transformed this is, by the renewing of So if somebody tells you when you're three years old, you'll never amount to anything. Or you're going to be this. Or you're eight years old and say, somebody tells you you're dumb. You'll never be smart. You'll never be able to do this. In essence, what's that become is a word curse. And it follows you. And that word curse may follow you even through salvation. 
because that's not really a literal curse. What it is, is it's a word curse, but it's something in your head that's manipulated you to try to deceive you to think you'll never become something. Yep. And you've got to get set free from that. And how, But then if you do well on that, then you could end up opening another door that could let... Yeah, I mean, you could open more and more doors. Yeah. But initially, what that would be, the word curse is really about, for me, when I'm seeing... The enemy wants to manipulate you to be deceived into believing something's not true. That's not so much that you need to be delivered as you need to be repented and transformed. Yeah, and another and that thing becomes too, by the word. I think speaking of that too, renewed by the you need your mind renewed by the word. The word. Yeah. And so I think there's deliverance, and this is what I'm talking about. I think deliverance comes in so many different forms. Now there's generational curses yeah. that you need to break, and I don't I don't want this thing. I don't want my kids to be like my father. So I, if I don't want my kids to be like my dad was, I need to make sure that stops in me. Yeah. That generational curse don't, yeah. is not going through the lineage. There's not going through the genealogy. That's what I was about to say. You have to be very careful what you say to your kids because it's very influential. Are you speaking life into your kids? Or are you, you know, are you telling them how they're messing up all the time they're never going to get right? Or are you going to say, hey, yeah. all right, so you messed up this time. Let's work and do better, you yeah. know? This is where I think that we have to be careful. And I hear a lot of people who's done deliverance, like Derek Prince and all these great grandfathers and pillars of the faith. They say this, no deliverance looks the same. No. Every deliverance is different. So there's no cookie cutter deliverance. Some of it is a come out. Some of t- sometimes it's a let go. Some of it's a be changed. Some of it is stop believing that and cut, co- like cut that, sever that covenant. Because Really what happens, like even with somebody that speaks this word over us that becomes a curse to us, yeah. I need to sever that relationship that I've made with that word because that word has now become such a staple and a pillar in my life. I'm walking in it. So it's really not a come out. It's, hey, take the sword and cut it. And so we got to go to break. But these are the things that are hard. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's necessary to talk about because a lot of people may not know what they're dealing with. Yeah. And we're going to get back to what Jeremy Paul said, difference between possession and oppression. But with the word curse, this is this is my per- this is where I think true spiritual fathers are essential in, yeah. because I think spiritual fathers give affirmation, and affirmation is telling you who you really are. Yeah. And I think the Lord will use spiritual authority in our lives and also natural authority in our fathers and mothers to speak identity, speak purpose. And when you understand who you are, then really that's a deliverance within itself because it's setting you free from who you're not. Yep. So if you've been spoken your whole life, you'll never do this. And a father comes up and said, no, this is what you're created to do. This is what you're created to do by the word of God, by the word of what, jo- um, like, you are we- You are wonderfully and fearfully created in the image of God. You are not a mistake. You were not an accident. God has made you. He knew you before. He formed you in his mother womb. All these things. That becomes deliverance within itself because now I'm set free from the deceitful spirit that has been lying and manipulating to me for all along. Yep. And I believe the word itself can set people free. And the word in itself can be deliverance at times. Not every time. This is where we got to understand that deliverance never looks the same. That there's come out, there's there's let goes, there's forgive, there's. And sometimes it's both. Sometimes or it's multiple. Um, but we can't make everything. Not every single thing is looking the same, yeah. and not every single thing is deliverance the same, yeah. because a lot of it's just broken. Some things need to be broken. So these are things that it's really good and healthy to have conversations about. All right, we're late. My fault. Uh, Thursday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Surveying. Which member of the Jewish ruling council came to ask Jesus questions at night? 
257-26. We just did that, didn't we? Oh, my gosh. Which member of the Jewish ruling council came to ask Jesus questions about night? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right. Welcome back in to Mornings with Box 2 Radio. And, of course, that was an easy question considering we gave everybody the answer. Uh, that was an easy one. I it, wanted to go outside and call in. <laughs> it's Nicodemus, John 3, 1 through 4. Which member of the Jewish ruling council came to ask Jesus questions at night? Nicodemus and Miss Gail Harrington got that correct. You know, the one thing about deliverance that I want to say, and um, we're we're getting into it more and more and more, um, <clears throat> um, deliverance happens a lot of times, too, in our own lives when we want to be set free. Um, we've We've... You know, there is a point where we want to walk free and we want to we want to disconnect. But really, it's for me, the reason I'm going into this is not because um, we're trying to do anything or stir anything up just to be known. It's that at the end of the day, um, I don't want to see myself and others keep walking around in bondage. Yeah. Christ has paid a price to set us free. You know, and these, it's good because nobody, you know, you go to church. You know, a lot of times they don't discuss this. Nobody wants to talk about the the darkness that's in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just like Hannah shared a while back, we are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So if we discuss these issues and how we was delivered or what we're even battling, what we're going through right now to, you know, this is how, you know, what happened to me may help somebody else. You know, whenever, you know, the way the Lord delivered me, somebody needed to hear, you know, so that that gives them strength to get through whatever it is they're dealing with. Because we're all, we're all dealing with something. They're, we're all battling something if we're real. You know, if we're going to be real, then we're either, uh, you're either coming out of a battle, going into the battle, or you're, or you're in the middle of one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you're, uh, we're, we're constantly and uh and that's because that's how we grow in the grace and the knowledge of our lord jesus christ through these troubles these trials that would come you know they will either fall on a rock and be broke to pieces or will fall under the rock and be ground to powder this way i understand that scripture there I, you might know the address well, to that but uh but this is you know and these these uh spirits you know they're they're still they're doing what what they're to do they're they're doing what they're supposed to do and uh and that it's not good for us but it is good for us in the sense that if we're taking this and we're learning from this how much more uh see and luke is talking about mary magdalene whenever she come to jesus and uh wiped his feet and washed his feet with his tears and wiped it with her hair and he said too much is forgiven there's much love. I, I'm totally, yeah. I'm not saying it right, but these things, you know, the, 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 who's been forgiven much loveth much and who's been, uh, forgiven little loveth little. So these things that we go through are for our benefit. I, and I know that's hard to imagine. That is, it's hard for imagine, but everything is, is to bring, bring glory to the father whenever he delivers you from this and you share that with somebody else his glory is revealed in you and it shines into the, the darkness of that other person and it starts delivering them 
Is that? Yeah, and there's and it's, yeah, and it shouldn't be for nothing. If you're dealing with something, you know, seek the Lord and don't let it be for vain. Don't let it bear. Don't let it your talent be buried, and not get moved forward. Yeah, you know, don't don't let it uh, uh, destroy you. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm well, trying to say there, but just trust the Lord. Two things about deliverance. The first thing is the church has to stop giving Christians no hope. Um, we keep saying, "Well, you're gonna, you're just going to always do this. You're always going to suffer. You're always going to you're always going to suffer from this sin. You're always going to have the propensity. You can't do it." But Romans tells me a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, we don't have to continue in sin. Like we don't have to. It says if yes. you sin, not um, when. It says if you sin, you have a yeah. to the Father. But we're not when. bound to. Yeah. Because we have been set free. Exactly. And that's, if, that's a word curse in itself to say you're never going to overcome this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we don't have to leave people without hope. Like people yeah. can be set free. Like yeah. you don't have to walk around tortured. You do not have to walk around addicted. You do not have in, to. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world is what the Lord said. That's yeah. what Jesus says. Um, but it's honestly, I mean, we don't have to battle the same thing over and over either. We can overcome that thing and then the enemy will throw new things at us. Yep. Yeah. Um, but now we have to be careful too, though, just always looking for the next attack. Yeah. Like it's if we're always looking for the next attack, we'll never be happy and we'll never be right. joyful. And true deliverance always brings great joy. Yeah. Will there be a next attack? Yes. Cause yeah. the enemy is ferocious. He is roaring like a lion. Yeah. He is looking to devour. But one thing I also don't want to do, and these are like, there's so much I'm not getting to on Wednesday night. Cause there's so much yeah. to talk about. Well, if you've ever been truly delivered or battled something, I don't think you're going to want another attack. <laughs> well, and hold yeah. on. I, I see what you're saying there. And that just hit me because now like before I was in these struggles or whatever, I didn't have any peace. I didn't have any joy. I was just miserable in it. Now I still have these struggles. They still come or whatever they, the battles, the, the enemy comes or whatever. But I have this joy and this peace. You know, yeah, my flesh may not be comfortable right now, but my joy and my peace doesn't come from my flesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of all this stuff, I, you know, I still have my peace and I still have my joy and you can have that, you know, and no matter, so the world can be falling down around me, but I know the Lord has me Mm -hmm. and my flesh may not like it. My eyes may not like what they see. My ears may not like what they hear, but that's not where my peace or my joy comes from. Mm -hmm. They may not be, I hope this is, this people can understand what I'm saying, but, my peace is not of this world. My peace is of the Lord. Amen. And my joy comes from the Lord. And if if my peace and joy come from what I see or what I hear, then it's just the same as a tumble being just being blown around with the wind. Mm -hmm. Whatever comes and goes, whether or not I'm peaceful or joyful or not. Yeah. So even even in my this say uh Say I'm angry one day or aggravated or whatever. I can't really say I'm angry much anymore. I mean, I just, I get aggravated, you sure. know, but. I'm not going back into that today. Yeah. For uh, me. Yeah. I got myself in trouble yesterday. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't snap at me, brother. Hey, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, you know, those things, you know, your a reaction like that, you know, <clears throat> it, it doesn't consume me, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't allow that to bring me down because, hey, you know, this here, when I make it right, whatever it is. If I've done something wrong to somebody, if I was to, like you said, you know, snap or whatever. That, or I don't least, like to use the word snap. I said one phrase. 
Okay. Well, whatever. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Was well, Hannah caught switch flip? Yeah. I didn't switch, switch flip. I didn't okay. switch flip. All right. Well, whatever. All right. You I didn't, didn't switch. We flip. don't have to go back into that. But what I'm saying I'm still is, in the, I'm still in muddy water. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, either which way, you know, just put, uh, put me back in the swamp, just, Greg. All right. <laughs> Whenever I mess up, you know, I just make it right as quick as I can, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, it's hard uh, for somebody to. Uh, you know, if if you was to say or something like that, it's hard for them to accept it right then, you know. But for me, it's like, whoa, I just messed up. You know, I'm sorry. And then roll on. Well, I think what, like, anytime you see deliverance in the Bible, yeah, there was always great joy surrounding it. Yeah. So in Acts chapter 8, whenever there was great deliverance, evil spirits come out with a loud voice, all these things well, when they finally get down to it, it says, and there was great joy in the city. After there was many healed, many delivered, many set free, and all these things, there was great joy in the city. Um, you have where, you know, even the disciples, the 70, came back with great joy. Now Jesus said, make sure your great joy is targeted, but there's great joy. Why is there great joy? Because people's finally getting set free. Yeah. And I just want to tell people out there that's listening, maybe you're listening, maybe you don't even know how you got to this radio station. Maybe you were driving down the I-65 corridor in Glasgow. I don't know. Somehow you ended up here. And I just want to tell you, if you have been tortured, if you are in a bondage that you cannot be broke, that is not breaking, you want to broke. Like there's people, there's Christians right now listening under the sound of our voices. They're saying, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to look at that again. I never want to say that again. I don't want to feel that again. I don't want to be tortured in my mind again. I don't want to do this. I don't know what else to do because I've tried doing everything. I've tried anointing my house. I've tried eating different. I've tried fasting. I've tried medicine. I've tried all this. Let me tell you, the one thing that you need is to be set free. And it's not something that you can earn your way out of. It's a gift of the Father, and it's the authority of the Father because really deliverance is a gift to His children, saying Mm -hmm. you can truly be set free. You can truly be set free, and you don't have to stay in bondage you don't have to stay in fear you don't have to stay in anxiety you don't have to stay in all that and people are saying well i don't know i don't know i don't know that's really weird looking that's really crazy i don't want to be there well at the end of the day do you want to be set free or do you want to stay where you're at yeah so the next question because is if now, you need deliverance sorry oh hurry up if you need deliverance then medicine is not going to be able to help it no so, medicine will be able to help that so now the question is okay aaron i hear all these things Greg, Hannah, I, I hear you all talking about this. What do I do? Well, what do I do? How do how do I get delivered? Well, I think you know, I can hear a listener thinking this. Sure. Right now. Okay, so yeah, I want to be this. Now, what do I do? How do I do this? Well, there's a the first thing is what you're talking about. There's a want to. Yeah. There's a want to, and the second thing is you would connect with people who believe that God can set people yeah. free, and just pray. Like that's where it really starts. You start seek to pray. You start to Lord. seek. Um, and then whenever things start to manifest, things come to light. Sometimes there is some, there is what we call, um, deliverance counsel. So it's not like I can counsel the demon out of you or counsel the curse off of you or counsel that generational curse. But what we do is start to expose it and we start to see in our own lives because there's some things that, um, like there's some diseases that have no explanation. That would be a spirit of infirmity. The Bible talks about, uh, there's also other things where, um, you, there is also other things in your life where you have unforgiveness and you're trying to get set free from something. You won't get set free till you get rid of that unforgiveness Yeah, because it's a bondage and it's a tie and it's a soul tie and it's connected something. So until you forgive, you actually won't be set free. 
Yep. It and says if you have aught against your brother, leave your offering at the altar. Go yeah. make it right with your brother, then come back and give yeah. your offering. Jeremy Paul just said something I was just actually getting ready to say, um, but it was something else on another note. But um, but we were talking about some other stuff too, about whenever he made that statement earlier, possession and oppression. Yeah. I think those are significant to understand, especially when you're talking to be, be, being set free. Now, the tricky part about possession and oppression is it's the same word in the Greek. In the King James, it's used twice for the word possession and, ter- and interpreted that way or translated that way. But it's still the word that we get our word demonized from. Yeah. Now, there is a word vexed and oppressed that we see in the King James. Other translations will just use oppressed in yeah. both situations. I believe possession is where you lose complete authority. You are no longer owner yourself. Aaron, how can that be? The devil can own nothing. Well, the devil can't own anything, but you have surrendered yourself fully to him. Mm-hmm. Or that demon has so much power, or there's so many in you yeah. that it, they're causing you to do things. Because they can cause you to do physical things. They can cause you, like this guy in the garrisons, he was trying to commit suicide. He was cutting himself, throwing himself in the fire, throwing himself in the yeah. water. All of these things, the demons are making him do this. At that posi- at that point, it's an all-out possession. Now, oppression is where he's attached himself to you. He's vexing you. He's torturing you. Um, for instance, there could be what Jesus called, again, what I just said, there's a disease that you're walking through. There's a sickness you're walking through. Jesus said at times he cast the evil spirit out, and then the disease left too because that disease was a spirit of infirmity. Yeah. That disease itself was a spiritual thing. That disease itself was a spirit thing. Um, Paul talks about it in Corinthians with um, communion that they were drinking unto themselves sickness. They were drinking them some death. Why? Because they were partaking and having fellowship with demons. That's what it talks about. They were having fellowship with demons. And when you have fellowship with demons, you're drinking sickness and death unto yourself. And, you know, I don't want to get into... I can see that I can see people getting into now this kind of thinking, well, is this or that? Is this a demon? Is that a demon? <laughs> you know, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want uh, the listeners uh, to go away from this conversation thinking, well, am I, is this or that? The main thing is, is this be real with, with the Lord, be real with him. Just, just, uh, if there's something in you, just confess it. And, and you and the Lord sit down and, and just be real and say, this is in me here. This I have these thoughts. These thoughts come at me. These these uh, wants, these desires, they, they overtake me. They, they do this. I don't want to do this. And confess your sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive you. Once you confess them, let patience. It says, uh, count all joy when you find yourself in diverse temptations. And let Patience work its perfect work in you. So what the main thing to be delivered, Jesus is is your way. And the, the way to get to him, Greg, how do I do that? I don't know what this looks like. I, I want to be delivered, but I don't know how. I don't know what to do. You need to be real with the Lord. You need to be honest with God and with yourself. You need to you need to admit you know, admit to yourself that, hey, this is not right. I don't, you know, confess your sins to the Lord and get it right. And then go, if you have, if you have somebody, tell somebody about what you're dealing with and confess your sins to your brother, to one another. And this, what this does, this is gives you release. 
Because if you're holding it inside, you're holding on to that and you're bi- you're burying it. Well, I'm 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 talking about this specific battle. I'm okay. Well, let me talk about me here uh, in in say our our Bible study that we have. With just a tight new a tight knit group of people here, we share what we're battling with. Yeah, we we share what all you know what I'm saying. We share that, and that having this circle that that we have, you know, is is I believe is this is where this is coming from. Having this circle of you know where where everybody is expressing what they're battling with, how they're dealing with, it, how the Lord's dealing with it, and just being real and saying, hey, this is what I this is what the way my mind's working right now. This is what thoughts are coming. Right this 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 and we release it you see what i'm saying we release it just by discussing it and being real and not trying to hide it not trying to make ourselves look better than what we are you know just as dirty as i am here i am you know and uh and i'm not saying i'm dirty but whatever you know if i may though like i think that uh, we've talked about this on wednesday night yeah i think there is a balance to all things. And I think that oh, we yeah. have to I'm have guardrails. Go there and, um, and I've, laundry. <laughs> and, and Hannah's heard me say this enough, probably on Wednesday yeah. nights. I'm not looking for demons everywhere. Yeah. All right. I think in our own life though, we do need to ask, is this a spiritual thing or is this a fleshly thing? Because there's some things we're just doing in our flesh. And then there's some things that are spiritual. Yeah. And if it's a spiritual thing, some kind of deliverance needs to happen. Now your question, what do we do from there? Sometimes you can lay hands on your own self. Like sometimes you can do that. You can do what we would call, you know, like self deliverance sort of deal where you're basically praying onions on yourself. That would come in the forms of rebuking. Um, but that would also come in the reforms of renouncing. Like I, I repent of anything that I have done to, to, to make an oath with something ungodly. I've repented of any fellowship of demons I've had. I repent of word curses. I repent of that. I break those. I renounce them. I rebuke them. All I, these things. I want to go a little bit more specific because I don't think if you just say I rebuke of any, that means it hasn't been revealed to you. You need to re- be specific and say, hey, this right here is what it is. And I repent of this. Yeah. Because you can't just throw a blanket over. I don't believe. Well, that's why I think yeah. once you start somewhere, though, and you keep going, I think the Holy Spirit will, yeah, will reveal them. Yeah. And then, but then there's some things that you need brothers and sisters in Christ to help with a little bit. Yeah. And that's whenever you call somebody um, and, and we'll, we'll come and pray with you. Like, we'll come and pray and we'll be asking for wisdom. And now the, the first thing that usually you do is you don't just get into a room and just start calling and bah! like, you know, you know, sometimes you, you now that will happen like that does happen. Like, I've, I mean, we've seen multiple ones here in the after that movie night. I mean, we saw several things happen. And over the course of my life, I mean, I grew up around this stuff, so it's nothing new to me. Um, but it does happen. But you have to be you have to be precise. And we want specific. wisdom and we want revelation. We yeah. want to know exactly what we're battling against. We want to know who we're battling against, what we're battling against. And people say, well, this is all crazy nonsense. Jesus did it all the time in his ministry, and he was never ashamed of it. He was never embarrassed by it because people were getting set free. But also, we'll always go back to this thing. It's not a cookie-cutter experience. Yeah. If Greg's delivered from something and set free from something, that will look different than what Hannah is. And Hannah's different than I am. And not every single thing is the same way. And to be scriptural with everything, 
we're seeing where it's a come out, it's a come out. But then we also see people growing. And Paul did talk about the different the battle between the spirit and the flesh. Not yeah. every single thing you do wrong is because there's a devil on you. Right. Sometimes it's the flesh. Sometimes it's your thing. That's, but if, and that's what I was saying earlier. The Lord allows things, you know, to be revealed in you. And a lot of times that's your sin. You know, yeah. it's your flesh. Yeah. You know. But you have to get that revelation. Is it my yeah. flesh or is it a spiritual thing yeah. I need to be delivered from and set free from? Yeah. And that's where discernment and wisdom comes in. And um, on Wednesday nights, I didn't plan to talk about this long this morning because like one Wednesday night soon, we're going to be talking about the symptoms of demonic activity mm -hmm. and how we start to differentiate what's a demon and what's a flesh. What's our desires? Why? When are we, when are we operating just from our flesh? And when are we operating from demonic oppression yeah. as Christians? And when do we know we need deliverance? And when do we know we need repentance and forgiveness? Both of us set them free, but there's different ways setting free is happening. And so um, Wednesday nights, this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. These are the kind of things we're dialoguing about. Again, we're no experts. We're still learning. Um, now we're keeping it in balance. Like um, we're not we're not becoming a deliverance church. Yeah. We're a church of Jesus Christ, and we'll do whatever the the Scripture says. And I know we got to go to break, so I'll make it quick. I just the thing is, we all battle something. I mean, that's just it. If we're here, we're, we're battling something. Jesus is the way out, regardless. Uh, any which way, it all comes down to him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no no man can go to the Father but by him. So he is your way out. And no matter what it is that you're struggling with, that's who you need to cry out to. You need to get to him, however that looks. Whatever that looks in your way, I don't I, I don't I don't know how to tell you how to do it. That's between you and him, but he will draw you. But prayer and getting in the word yeah. are two steps and then calling believers who you know will pray with you. Yeah. And pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's break time. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> and I think that as we pray now if any believer can do deliverance let's just like if you're a believer and if you're filled with the holy ghost you have the holy ghost living and you can and you know the authority of christ because it's not about you at the end of the day yeah. aaron can deliver nobody hannah can deliver nobody but the authority of jesus name jesus is the name. thing yeah. that delivers anybody um but also this is something that we cannot it's not a show it's not something it's not a circus it's nothing like that come out and watch come out and see <laughs> if anything come out and get set free yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, the reason we're talking about deliverance, the reason that we're doing it is not because we're trying to be a deliverance church or anything. It's because our heart beats for people to get set free. Yeah. Because nothing breaks my heart more than seeing somebody bound and then leaving them bound in bondage. I want to see people legitimately set free. And I want to see God truly set hearts and lives free I don't want Christians to continue to walk around with no hope, walk around being tortured in their mind, yeah. defeated. Walked, walk around defeated, yeah. walk, walk around, around hurting other people, hurting other yeah. Yeah. groups. You can I mean, tell your brother and sister in Christ for the love they have for one another. I'm it's sorry, not man. only torturing that person usually, it's torturing people that they love, tor torturing people mm -hmm. around them. Yeah. Because so when thing, one person yeah. gets set free, usually it's actually going to change a whole group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, well, it goes back to Sunday. What you're feeding has seed in it. And what you feed the day, somebody else becomes tomorrow. And 
whatever fruit we're giving off of our branches have seed. And if we are bound and addicted and broken and oppressed, the fruit is going to re- be reflecting. And people's going to eat of that every single day. Yep. And the seed of the fruit that we feed today will be the harvest of somebody else tomorrow. Every single time. Why? Because we are the branch. He is the vine. But the fruit comes off of us because yep. we are his body in the earth. And when they eat of us, they're feeding on the church. Yep. What are you feeding? And if you're feeding something that's corrupt and bad and nasty and rotten, it may be because you need deliverance in some aspect of your life. It is, but you do need deliverance um, if that's what so, you're feeding people. All right. Well, <laughs> never intended to talk about deliverance for an hour today because we've been we've been doing this on Wednesday nights. And um, if you're interested and you want to be a part of this more and learn more teaching. I thought y'all was going to have this, all this organized where this didn't happen. What happened um, here? We go with the we go with the go. <laughs> we we follow we follow the Holy Ghost. Um, but but you can also go back and listen to these dialogues because it's not just me teaching. There's a lot of people. There's other people saying stuff and stuff too like that. Um, last Wednesday night, the Wednesday night before last is on there on the podcast already, and then the other one from last night we'll get on yeah. today sometime, and you can go back and listen to those on the app. So, And this don't take our word for it. I mean, use this as a tool. Take what good you can get from it, but in yourself, search search these things out in yourself. Search the Word and seek the Lord and let Him reveal these things to you. I mean, we're here to help and, and give all we can give, but what the Lord gives is so much better than anything we could ever give. Yeah. We're just yeah. trying to give the Word. Yeah, yeah. That's all we've been trying to do is, if Jesus did it, he said we can do it. That's what he said. And so, all right, well, we're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back with more after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible because we serve a God who will take the impossible and make it possible every single time. Amen. Well, um, Hannah, I feel like we've dominated this conversation. So uh, if you got stuff to say, I'm making room. I'm making room. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about over the break, just, you know, um, about wanting to be clear and, you know, we don't want any confusion. But the thing is, if we're if we're um, talking about deliverance that's in the word, then there should be no confusion on that because the Lord is not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. The enemy is. And um, I mean, this was part of Jesus's ministry, so it's necessary. And um, I think sometimes our flesh or even the enemy will want us to think, well, you're just going to confuse people. You're going to be a stumbling block. So just don't talk about this. We can't just not talk about it. Um we just can't not talk about it. Um, we can we can put up the guardrails like we talked about. We can um, not talk about deliverance ministers more than we're talking about Jesus and his ministry and what the word says. Um, but I think the more that we talk about this on, on the basis of what the word says, the more that the body of Christ is going to not be confused about it, the more that the body of Christ is going to be awake to it. Um, and I think we've just neglected it for so long for so many years that nobody knows anything about it because it's just been neglected. And I think that's why when you start something, when you start talking about something, the Holy Spirit starts bringing light to something. There's always going to be questions. There's always going to be usually fear surrounding it and all these things. But we just have to keep coming back to the word. And um, that's why we have the word is to be that 
that basis um, that we always go back to. So, um, no. and then also with the deliverance, how we talked about, well, some things are this, some things are that. That's why we have to have the Holy Spirit, and that's why we, when we've talked about it on Wednesday night, like um, ones that are praying with you, if if somebody's praying with you and, and trying to help you with deliverance and and um, lay hands on you or anything, but they aren't fully believing. Like there can't be unbelief. No, there we like it. It would be pointless to just be going to somebody who really doesn't believe or have an accurate view or of what deliverance is, because then that's just being a hindrance. Um, and so we have to have all of these things. We have to have the word. We have to believe, and we have to really be filled with the Holy Spirit and rely on the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm learning is it's nothing. We can't do any of this in our own strength, even when we're doing self-deliverance. If we're laying hands on ourselves um, at home and these things are, you know, coming up and the Holy Spirit's revealing these things, we can't just cast things out by our own strength or our own power. And if we have any doubt or unbelief, then that's going to be a hindrance when we're trying to do self-deliverance too. Um, so we have to believe the word we have to know the word know the word we have to go by the word and not just go by what other people say and then we have to be led by the holy spirit and we have to believe we have to have faith we can't have unbelief because that will be a um major hindrance everything we do in this type of ministry should be discerning and leading of the holy spirit guiding us Um, for example when we saw so many people set free that Friday night and we are trying to be very intentional about discipleship, being around those kids, the young people, the adults, all of them that we can to try to keep discipling. Because like one time when Jesus drove the demons out of a little boy, the little boy fell on the ground. Well, the modern day church say, great, he's free. Leave him there. Let him sit there. Cause we made the pinnacle of Christianity about fall on the floor, but really the pinnacle of Christianity is get them up off the floor. Pick them up. And, and the, that's what Jesus did. He didn't leave the boy on the floor. He picked the boy up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's significant because it's not about just cleaning the house. It's about filling the house and deliverance is the importance of deliverance is what happens as much afterwards as it is in the meaning of getting set free. And so, but we just can't keep leaving people bound. And, but we have to be discerning because even that Friday night, there was sometimes there was real battles. There was real come outs. But then there was also moments where we would um, hold somebody and let them weep on our shoulder. Both of them were getting set free. Mm-hmm. It just looked different. So that's where I said that's, they're, they're not all the same. And the, the kind of freedom people need is different. Um, some people may have a spiritual thing that needs to come out. Some of them may have wounds or hurt or fatherlessness or abandonment. And those kind of spirits are things that are different because they're not really like they're torturing there, but it's not like it's their strong codes. But then there's things that have to become in submission to the, to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's like that's what Corinthians tells us. That's what I'm going to hit on on Wednesday night soon. That scripture in 2 Corinthians where it talks about the point on a strong code, but also taking every thought captive. Both of those are setting people free. But they look different. Does that make sense? I think, yes, they're going to outwardly look different. Like, any type of thing that's holding you captive is tormenting you and torturing you. Any of it. Whether it's grief, whether it's fear, anxiety, whether it's anger. and And anger and rage, that might be a demonic outward manifestation that is more aggressive if it's rage. 
that might be something that is like, whoa, like you start seeing, or maybe the demonic thing actually makes noise or something, but then something else like relating to pain or grief or something else like that. Pride will get you. That might not be an outward manifestation. That might just be weeping. You might just weep. So I think like there's not a higher, I mean, there are hierarchies in the kingdom of darkness, but there's not like, well, your your deliverance is more important than theirs. Yeah, there's yeah. not a, a this deliverance is more important or worse than the other one because yeah. all deliverance is you're bound. Yeah, you're in chains. It's you're, about setting the captives free. Yes, so yeah. it, it it all of them are needed. Yeah. They're all needed, but some of them are gonna physically like look different if if different people are in the room. Different things are going to be happening. Like if you're a person that's really, you shouldn't even be where there's deliverance going on if you're not praying or interceding. Yes. If you're just a bystander sitting there and watching it, you might as well just leave. If you're not wanting deliverance for yourself, if you're not there to love and pray and intercede, then we should we shouldn't be there. So really, there shouldn't be any downtime to do anything. Yeah. Um, we should all be engaged in what the Lord is doing in that moment if we are around something like mm-hmm. this. And if we're not around something like this, then, you know, it's not really, we won't really need to. Now, if something happens on like Sunday morning or something like that, um, there's, I know here, I know at different churches, there's different like protocols for that. And to keep the order and things like that and teach throughout to explain what's going on so that people, you know, understand. And yeah. I think that's the most important thing. That's what we're trying to do here is like when these things happen, there's no reason to be afraid because Jesus, we have Jesus. If we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, then greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm-hmm. We have nothing to be fearful of. But teaching these things helps us to just have the understanding so that we don't go off into fear and, yeah. and be fearful of these things. Um, and of course I'm not like, this is not a shameful plug cause I don't ever plug podcasts or anything like that for our sermons. But if you really are wanting more in depth, like we, we do go a lot more in depth with all this and work through a lot of scriptures. We're working through a lot of Greek words. We're working through the background of everything on the Wednesday night things. But one listener said, and we actually talked about this last night. Sadly, I think one of the reasons many Christians do not believe or do not want to discuss deliverance and healing is because over the years it's become a show. It's been a show. Instead yeah. of seeking Jesus, there was a desire for the show, and that is very sad. We actually covered that last night um, about the showmanship and all this, and we're just not engaging in that. We're not here for the show. I think about the sons of Sceva. Yeah. Um, they were wanting to see deliverance for their own names Yeah, and for their own desires. That's the show part of yes. it. Yes. You know, if um, anybody's putting on a show, it's for themselves. Yeah. So that's the sons of Sceva. So and at the was. end of the day... Whatever happens in deliverance in our lives or the lives around us, it's all for the glory of Jesus. Um, That's all I want. I just, my thing is, I want to bring glory to His name. You know, I, everything He's done in me and what He's delivered me from, and how He has changed me. I just, I just want to be a light to Him, and and everything I do, I want to lead to Him. Whether whatever that is, I, you know, any any aspect of of this that we're talking about, he is the source, he is the way out, and I want to make sure that 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 I just always I just always uplift his name because he is that is the name above all names. So if if there's anything going to get you out, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and deliverance. Something that I've learned is that it should be a ministry of love. Like we should, 
We should never see the spirit that's operating in somebody and not be able to love that person and see the soul that's in there. Because that's why we do any of this. That's why we pray for people. That's why we need do deliverance ministry is to set those souls free. The ones that are being tormented. Um, I mean, that's how this in my personal experience, what you just said right there. Now, when somebody's yelling in my face, I don't react to the person yelling in my face. You know, there's something different, you know, now, which I know what it is. You know, that person is being controlled by something inside. And a lot of times there's no telling what that person that's yelling at my face. There's no telling what they've dealt with either today or yesterday or last night or whatever that is causing this reaction. Yeah. And then I operate in love now. Now, do I get angry? Do I get frustrated? Yeah, because somebody's yelling in my face. I don't like it, you know. But I still... Uh, still, the Lord reveals that to me, and He and He He keeps me from acting out. You know, and I can't say that I do that in myself because the only good in me is Christ in me. Because if Christ was in me, it'd just be me, and that's not good. So. Yeah. Amen. Um, I was trying to get caught up on some text, make sure I got everything covered. Um. I think I'm good on it. Miss K did say, um, yes, the call button is quick. I love the app. So I think she did use the call button. <laughs> See, somebody. <laughs> See, we're trying to make up for the time lost. Um, <clears throat> well, I think we're good to go on that one. Again, we didn't really mean to talk about that all that time. <laughs> but Well, you know, it was kind of a, if you go back and listen to the um, teachings, on the app today, then you'll see why, you know, it's kind of a continuation of that. Yeah. And like I said, Out I mean, I don't think we need, heart. I don't think we need to apologize for it because yeah. you know, we're given Jesus gets the glory for it. It says yeah. that's how they knew the kingdom of God was here when the, when deliverance was happening and joy was going throughout the cities mm-hmm. and it's been neglected for so long in the church. That's why there's such a desperate need for it right now. Yeah. And so it's the, time. <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So right now it's what's on your all's mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what we're speaking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Well, it definitely has been on my mind because I've been studying my brains out about it. Um, <laughs> and so, but it is good. Um, again, but though, I will say, though, if you're hearing us talk about, well, that's all they're talking about. It's really not. Like, we have been trying to keep a very fair, good balance with everything. Because yeah. I want it all. Like, I want, I don't want just deliverance. I want filling. I want. We uh, can't just have deliverance. We got to get filled whole. up. We've got to get everything. We got to get healed. We got to get sanctified. We got to get. Made whole made whole and walking in the spirit living a spirit-led life like we talked about yesterday it's, a, it's, it's all of it it's the whole christ we can't just have part of yeah. his ministry we have to have yeah. all of it but if we're going to live a spirit-led life it's like greg talked about later yesterday i mean today because we <laughs> talked about yesterday it was you know we got to have the word we got to be found in the word we've got to be praying people we got to be people of humility but also we need to be free like we need to be walking in freedom and because if you're walking bound and addicted and struggling, and tormented, and anxious, and That's depressed. We can't be good dads, or we can't. Okay, let me just not say good. You're, you're we gonna can't be, good dad? be spirit-led dads. Yeah. We can't be walking in God's will. We can't be doing the whatever task God's given us effectively if we're bound and in chains, because yeah. our hands won't be free to do what God's called us to do. That's right. And if we don't, 
if we don't spend time with the Lord, how can we walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, are you walking with the Lord or are you walking with the world? And then if we're free, if we yeah. get set free, but we're just standing still, not going anywhere, then that means we're not walking with Jesus because mm-hmm. Jesus is always moving forward. Yeah. So we got to have all of it. We got to get yeah. free. Then we got to start walking in step with Jesus and then everything will fall into line. Amen. Well, we got about five, six minutes left. Anything on y'all's heart? The last little bit? Just, you know, just uh, to be real with the Lord. That's, I mean, that's it. That, the bottom line right there is be honest and, and be honest with yourself and acknowledge who he is and acknowledge who you are, real, you know, who you truly are. And uh, if it needs changing, well, cry out to him to change it. You know, and just just be real. And you can't walk with the Lord if you don't study about him. If you don't know about him, how are you going to walk with him? <laughs> so. Yeah, um, something I wanted to say earlier was I think hearing, for me, um, hearing testimonies has encouraged me and increased my faith hearing people's testimonies and we've talked about doing like a testimony Thursday. So I would love to have some people who have been delivered and have experienced this and not only have been delivered, but they've been filled with the spirit and they're walking this out with Mm -hmm. the Lord. I would love to have some people on here to share with some of the listeners just to hear firsthand, not to hear us just talking about it, but to hear firsthand experiences. So. Yep. Um, I think that'd be great. We want to have stay tuned for that. We, we want to hear from people's testimonies and um, and what God's done in people's life. So we're and we're, we can get a few different ones too. Yeah. Someone who's maybe one of the ones that Aaron was talking about with more um, less outward deliverance, more of an internal thing, more of a um, yeah. calm, not really loud type of deliverance, and then someone maybe who did have a different. So you could just kind of see the difference of what that can look like or you know, from a person's perspective, but yeah. stay tuned for that testimony yeah. day. Amen. Well, just to wrap up a little bit, don't forget that this coming Monday, 12 o'clock, we're eating lunch over at Danger Point Beach uh, Labor Day cookout for the Referee Youth Ranch. Um, that starts at 12. You can get there a little bit earlier. That's completely fine and permissible. It's a beautiful place over there. Um, we usually start getting there around 11 and just kind of, um, fellowshipping, finishing up the food, getting ready for the picnic, all that good stuff. We have the Harvest Crusade, the Harvest Now Crusade, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. At 10, on the 10th, it starts at 6 o'clock. On the 11th and the, 11th and the 12th, it starts at 7. Um, we got our Fall share coming up September 27th, 28th, 29th. Stay tuned for more information on there. It's always three great days full of guest word and great things happening in the presence of the Lord. Uh, Greg, you got anything? On announcements, uh, Jesus is Lord. That's Jesus is Lord. Um, and then, of course, all the kiddos today at school. We're praying for them to have a great day, and we're going to continue to talk. If you do have information, if you do have questions, let me just say this because um, actually, I got a f- couple of things to get caught up after the service. Anyways, I mean after the service, after this broadcast this morning, because people do have questions on this quite a bit. Um, again, you're always welcome to come join us on Wednesday nights for a little while. We're going to keep teaching on this. Not trying to pull you away from your home church. This is not a ploy. Try to get you to come to church here. But if you if you don't have church anywhere on Wednesday nights or you just really are eager to learn about this kind of stuff, um, you can come out. We start at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. Or you can go back in the podcast and listen to them via the app. But um, if you have questions, 
and you need some, you, or maybe you even need deliverance and you know you need deliverance, you can text me or call me at 270-230-6337 or you can call the station and say, hey, I need more information like, or this question. Maybe you just got a question and we'll be happy to answer anything. Um, we're, you know, we're not trying to be, like I said, I've said this on Sunday mornings, said this, we're not trying to be a one thing church. So often churches get in that mode where I'm a healing church, we're a myth, we're evangelist church, we're a healing church, we're this. We just got to be the church of Jesus Christ. And if the word says to do it, we want to do it. And we want all of it because when we know him and the power of his resurrection, I want every bit of it. I don't want to negate one part of the word. If the word says it, let's do it. And let's do it for the glory of his name so that he could be exalted among the nations and that all would bow their knee and confess him as Lord and Savior and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Well, we are out of here for today. We love you guys so much. Thank you, Greg, for coming in. It's always a joy on Thursday mornings. We'll be back tomorrow. I think it is in rotation for Brother Ramsey and Brother Greg to come back, right? They'll be in tomorrow. I think it is. But until then, we'll be back 7 a.m. Central tomorrow here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.